48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines call for more reassurance of the newly passed immigration bill. Two children die following yesterday's knife attack at a kindergarten in Guangxi. And a number of businesses say they will find it hard to operate under the new vaccine bubble. Fashion Democrat and former journalist Emily Lau says the government needs to reassure the public that an immigration bill passed by lawmakers yesterday won't be used to prevent people leaving Hong Kong. The bill targets illegal immigrants and gives authorities the power to decide which passenger or crew member may or may not be carried. Yesterday, the government said it would only apply to inbound flights and it would draft subsidiary legislation specifying this. Ms Lau questioned why authorities didn't make it clear in the principal legislation. It is very, very worrying and, and many people are preparing to leave with their BNO visa and they fear, rightly or wrongly, that may, they may be stopped from leaving. So some people may say, oh, what a joke, why are you saying that? But others have such genuine fear. And this is the thing that Carrie Lam should spend her time to deal with instead of telling people how good the election committee is. The US State Department has said it was deeply concerned by the new immigration law. Xinhua News Agency says a man wielding a knife killed two children and wounded 16 people at a kindergarten in the southwestern region of Guangxi yesterday. It had early reported that two children were seriously injured in the attack at around 2pm in the city of Beilu. Conditions of the 16 wounded were improving. Suspect was arrested by police. Several entertainment businesses allowed to are allowed to reopen today under the government's vaccine bubble plan have yet to resume operations because they haven't met requirements. Francis Sitt reports. Leonard Lam from the Party Room Association said he got many inquiries after the announcement of the bubble, but no one has made any bookings because many customers can't fulfill the vaccine requirement. Speaking on a radio show, he said Party Room customers were mostly young people who it seemed didn't want to get COVID-19 jabs, while some staff, who are usually part-time, refused to work if vaccination was required. Timothy Choi from the Tourism Association said local tours could only resume after a few days, since registration documents from authorities had only just become available. He said only around one-third of workers had been inoculated. Even frontline enforcers needed time to digest the information and understand how to enforce the law, according to Bibiana Yoon, who has the Frontline Health Inspector Union. Police will launch a new app from May to enable frontline officers to verify a person's identity quickly and without having to call back to colleagues in the office. Force says officers will have a mobile phone which can be used to scan a person's ID card, passport or entry, exit and entry permit for Macau. The app will tell the officer whether the person is listed as wanted or missing. Officers can carry the phone when off duty but won't be allowed to use the app. Men of state media say China has launched a key module for its planned permanent space station, the first in a series of steps needed to complete the station around 2022. The Tianhe module blasted off atop a Long March rocket from the Wenchang Launch Center in Hainan Island. It's the first of 11 missions to construct and provision the station and send up a three-person crew by the end of next year. The astronauts will live on the station for six months at a time. Tech giant Baidu says it will launch driverless robo-taxi services in Beijing from Sunday. It's the first Chinese company to offer such a service to paying customers. 
In a statement, the company said its Apollo rubber taxi would operate in Shaogong Park. It said there would be no safety driver behind the steering wheel. President Biden has told a joint session of Congress that America is on the move again as he marks his first 100 days in office. He said his American jobs plan would be a blueprint to build America and create millions of jobs. The American Family Plan would ensure all children get access to good childcare and education and provide child tax credits. Mr. Biden said this would be paid for by reversing his predecessor's tax cuts and getting the richest Americans and U.S. companies to pay their first share of taxes. In his opening remarks, he said America was reviving itself. America's rising anew, choosing hope over fear, truth over lies and light over darkness. After 100 days of rescue and renewal, America is ready for a takeoff, in my view. We're working again, dreaming again, discovering again, and leading the world again. He again stressed the importance of tackling climate change. He also praised the success of the vaccination campaign, but said there was still more work to do to defeat the virus. He also said the United States would stand up to China, but wasn't looking for conflict. The Manhattan home and office of Rudy Giuliani have been searched by the FBI as part of their investigation into business dealings in Ukraine of former President Trump's personal lawyer. Electronic devices were among items seized. Investigators are trying to establish whether Mr Giuliani illegally lobbied the Trump administration on behalf of the Ukrainian government, as well as looking into allegations of money laundering and campaign finance violations. Mr Giuliani's son, Andrew, accused the Justice Department of not acting independently. If this can happen to the former president's lawyer, this can happen to any American. Enough is enough. The only piece of evidence that they did not take up there today was the only piece of incriminating evidence that is in there. And it does not belong to my father. It belongs to the current president's son. Our Justice Department should be independent of politics. An oil spill cleanup continues in the Yellow Sea near the port city of Qingdao, two days after a collision between a tanker and a vessel in thick fog. Early estimates suggest around 500 tonnes of oil spilled. The tanker was anchored off Qingdao port when it was involved in the collision. 18 serving French military officers who signed an open letter warning of the risk of civil war are to face sanctions before a military council. The head of the French Armed Forces, General François Lecointe, said the officers could be delisted or immediately retired, as the BBC's Richard Howells. The 18 officers due to face the Special Military Council are among about a 1,000 members of the French Armed Forces and 20 retired generals who put their names to the open letter published last week. It said that the failure to act against Islamists and anti-racists from France's impoverished suburbs could lead to deaths in the thousands. General Lecointre said there was an obligation that the military was neutral in political life and the officers who'd signed the letter had failed to meet their responsibilities. He denied there was any far-right radicalisation in the army. Britain's Electoral Commission has launched a formal investigation into how the Prime Minister Boris Johnson paid for the refurbishment of his Downing Street apartment. Mr Johnson says he paid for it himself, but the opposition suspect the cost was initially met by either the Conservative Party or one of its wealthy donors. In Parliament, the Prime Minister repeatedly refused to say who'd originally funded the work but insisted he'd done nothing wrong.
I've conformed in full with the code of conduct, with uh, uh, ministers, ministerial uh, code, and I, I, uh, officials have been kept, uh, uh, have been advising me throughout this whole thing. But I think people will think it absolutely bizarre that he is focusing on this issue. First Minister of Northern Ireland, Arlene Foster, has announced her resignation. She'll also step down as leader of the Democratic Unionist Party after party legislators voiced no confidence in her leadership. Mrs Foster said being First Minister had been the privilege of her life. I have sought to lead the party and Northern Ireland away from division and towards a better path. There are people in Northern Ireland with a British identity. Others are Irish. Others are Northern Irish. Others are a mixture of all three, and some are new and emerging. We must all learn to be generous to each other, to live together, and to share this wonderful country. Mrs Foster's departure coincides with a crisis in Northern Ireland's pro-British unionist community. Belfast and other towns saw prolonged rioting this month over unionist anger at post-Brexit trade arrangements affecting Northern Ireland. Tributes have been paid to the former Apollo 11 astronaut Michael Collins, who's died at the age of 90. His crewmate Buzz Aldrin praised him on Twitter, saying he'd carried us to new heights and the future. Collins spent a day orbiting the moon in the command module as Aldrin and Neil Armstrong became the first astronauts to land on its surface in July 1969. Two years ago, he spoke about the mission. I certainly thought that I did not have the best seat of the three on, on Apollo 11, but I can say in all honesty, I was thrilled with the seat that I did have. I knew that I had somehow lucked into being one-third of the team that was going to do this wonderful thing. The Federal Reserve says economic activity and employment in the United States have strengthened, but a meeting of the central bank's main policy-making committee has decided not to change its current measures to encourage recovery. Chairman of the Fed, Jerome Powell, said there were clear signs of economic revival. We're making our way through an unprecedented series of events, really, in which a synchronized global shutdown is now giving way to widespread reopening of economies many places around the world. In the United States, fiscal and monetary policy continue to provide strong support. Vaccinations are now widespread, and the economy is beginning to move ahead with real momentum. Mr Powell said the Fed's main interest rate would stay at zero. The tech giant Apple has announced sales and profits for the last quarter far above expectations. Its chief executive said the figures indicated an economic recovery was coming. Revenue was 90, nearly 90 billion US dollars, with the Chinese market particularly strong. Shares and a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,217. 146 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $68 billion. Currencies, US dollars trading at 108.65 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 21 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 82 cents. Sport and we start with football. It's advantage Manchester City in the Champions League semi-finals. And it is Mares who strikes it and scores! Round the wall! Pass Navas! who went down to his right, he didn't get near it. And Manchester City have turned this right around. English Premier League leaders Manchester City came from a goal down to win the first leg of the Champions League semi-final tie 2-1 away to Paris Saint-Germain. Marquinhos had put the hosts in front in the first half, but City scored twice after the break through Kevin De Bruyne and Riyad Mahrez to take the lead into next week's second leg. 
former England international Chris Waddle was watching the game. Paris, well, a better team first half, went 1-0 up and um, second half, a different city came out. The, the tempo was more movement, they all enjoyed the ball more. I've got to say, Paris dropped off the pace and uh, Mbappe and Neymar, we didn't see them second half at all, who are so much key players for Paris Saint-Germain, but Man City, second half performance was excellent. Despite the win, City boss Pep Guardiola says his players have been struggling to establish their presence. In general, we were shy. Uh, we could not express for the responsibility, you know, in these stages. And, uh, and everyone plays safe, but not the personality to go through and play and play and play. The first 50-20 minutes in Dortmund was the same. The first half in Dortmund at home was the same. Everyone had the desire to do it, you know, have to learn. It's the second time in our history we are in these stages. So many players, a lot of players, 80% of the players, the first time to play in the semi-final of the Champions League. It's not like other teams that play, I don't know how many, many times. It's a process. And uh, it's just to convince them that uh, when we are or we do who we are, everything will be easier. And hopefully, hopefully next, next game is going to happen. Staying with the Champions League, Real Madrid defender Marcelo could miss the second leg of their semi-final clash against Chelsea next week because he's been called up to monitor a polling station during local elections. The elections for the Madrid Assembly take place on Tuesday, May the 4th. Real player Chelsea at Stamford, Dri- Stamford Bridge on, the, on Wednesday with the tie level at 1-1. Unless Marcelo is excused from his election day duties, he will not be permitted to travel with the team the day before the game. Formula One's Canadian Grand Prix has been cancelled for the second year in a row because of COVID-19. The event in Montreal on this year's calendar will be replaced by a race in Turkey. Details from the BBC's Paul Serres. COVID-19 restrictions have forced a change to this year's Formula One calendar. The Canadian Grand Prix, scheduled for June the 11th to June the 13th, has been cancelled and will be replaced on those dates by a race at Turkey's Istanbul Park track. It's the second year in a row that the Montreal event has been cancelled because of the pandemic. Travel restrictions mean anyone entering Canada must complete a mandatory 14-day quarantine period, but there is less than a week's gap between the F1 race in Baku on June the 6th and the out of practice for what was going to have been the Canadian Grand Prix. To snooker and the semi-final lineup is complete at the Sports World Championships in Sheffield. Last year's runner-up Karen Wilson will face the 2005 champion Sean Murphy in the last four. Wilson booked his place with victory by 13 frames to eight over Australia's Neil Robinson. Murphy stunned the world number one Judd Trump 13-11. Mark Selby seeking a fourth world title will play the 2015 world champion Stuart Bingham for a place in the final. And to end the news, top story once again calls for more reassurance over the newly passed immigration bill. And that's the news from RTHK. When a vermin just cool, my parents put up a fight. And if I'm hot shot, mama cut my hair at night. Uh-huh, uh-huh. In the morning, I'm sure.